unacceptable. We need this to be a quality broadcast, you know? <laughs> yeah, who left the AC on? Yeah, god damn it. <laughs> Yo, how are you girls doing? It's the Very A Podcast. I'm Sean. We're here with Carrie and Cass. Hello. What's up? Nice. Is that going to be your new uh, sign-in? Uh-huh. What's up? What's up? Uh, <laughs> Carrie took a classic. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're going to have fun with Ramin, uh, one of our favorite artists and just visionary minds that I can imagine. Certainly the most playful and fun and our friend. Mm. Yeah. Connecting by coastal. We've only ever done podcasts with Ramin in person. So this is, this is new, but quite the treat. Yeah. We've only done podcasts with everyone in person because we like that vibe better. But um, since this quarantine is kind of like loosening us up a little bit, we're like, fuck it, let's try some of these. And they've worked. They've been fucking great. They've been fine. The sound quality kills me sometimes, but I think Ramin will be able to do, do some local, local audio and we'll make it sound like we were in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. You want to try them up? Should we try them? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Doo-doo. Oh my god, we're singing too. <laughs> doo, doo, doo. Hey guys. Hi. Hey. In the commander's chair. Always. We've got Sean and a new face over here. Hi, nice to meet you. This Hello. is Carrie. Hey Carrie, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Carrie Hempel. How, how long have you been part of the space team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, part of I'm, the space team? Officially, I'd say about a month and a half. Right. Yeah, she yeah. joined oh, cool. the space team like about a month and a half. Whenever quarantine started, we really it kicked it into gear. March twelfth. Yeah. Oh if damn. Be exact. What what divine timing, dude. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> can you hear me? I mean, you can because you answered the last three things I said, so you've yeah. probably been able to hear me. You're not as loud as I am, so I need to fix that. Pump us up. Do I? Do I need to fix it? This is going in the podcast. You guys are. Oh, yeah. You guys are loose. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. You know we play it loose. People yeah, love to hear this part. It, they feel part of the family. They feel part of the space team themselves. Oh yeah. Is the video going up too, or just the? We might do the, the video because we are recording it. Cool yeah. video. I've got to add extra to it. Make sure lighting is good. Oh, you look incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I, don't, I don't even see my ass. You guys do look like you're in a mad. You look like you're in a magic land, for sure. Oh, yeah, I am. Like You've stars been here. on the wall. It's like pink, and it's very magical, very dreamy. He's in be- yeah. beautiful Silver Lake, Los Angeles, Ooh. in this uh-huh. like, in this like, just typical what I think of as like typical Los Angeles apartment. Like when I was a kid and I thought about California, it's like what I would think it was like. You walk outside. Oh, and really? You see a dreamy. I hill thought views. it was. Yeah. I thought it was very, uh, you know, superficial before I discovered outside of West Hollywood and Beverly Hills and those places. At first, I thought L.A. was just that plastic mm. surgery L.A. And then I discovered here and it was like, oh, it's cool. Oh, yeah, totally. When did you move to L.A.? Because you're from Austin, 2000, aren't you? Yeah, 2013. Mm. Oh, man, that went by fast. <sighs> Seven years. That just went by. Mm. Is there yeah. any other place you'd rather be? Uh, isolated and left inside forever? I don't know. I mean, there's endless ways of compare it, comparing, like, obviously I don't have a swimming pool or a <laughs> beach or, uh, <laughs> like, woods I can go walk into, but, I mean, I I do have a very cool place. I'm very grateful for that. But, of course, yeah, I would always bump up everything. 
my imagination has no limit as to how I can imagine things could be better. Mm. But I try not to be like that. But of course, yeah, we all do, right? So, yeah, this is good, but uh, I could do with more. It could be nicer, couldn't it? Are you still not smoking, Cass? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a puff on 420 and it got me blazed for like three to four hours. So nice. I don't mind my uh my method right now. It's a so, good idea. Uh, oh yeah, the joint, excellent. It wouldn't be very ape without the joint. No. Like <laughs> making the smoke half of the half of the world. What about what about you guys? How are you guys holding up in quarantine? I haven't caught the the last few episodes, so I'm kind of in the dark uh-huh. as to your life. Oh, our life is uh our life's awesome. I don't know, Cass. Why don't you? Why don't you guys? Describe I feel it? like our life has been really dreamy as of late because we're at the beginning of what's a new relationship where we get to dose on each other every day, which we wouldn't have been able to do because Carrie has a real job. You know. Oh, you're a straight person. What's your job? Uh, I work at Food Network. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I think right. Yeah. Do you give Bobby Flay like advice. No, or Bobby. Something? Bobby Flay's in the L.A. offices. So oh, I, so I'm in the New York office. Emerald, Emerald, Mario Batali, Rachel Ray. I've met Rachel Ray. <laughs> she was uh, Gianna, she was really great. I Gianna met Gianna. I met uh, Guy Fieri recently. That was pretty cool. cool. Oh, Is yeah. he very nice or very douchey? Um, well, I didn't interact with him too much. I kind of just keep to my corner. But um, uh, yeah, I'm an observer. But from what I see, like saw, he seemed pretty cool i think he'd be so fun like imagine taking acid with guy fieri like don't you think you would probably have the funniest most fun trip if there's food involved especially there is a lot of food involved in that day it was pretty cool take you yeah he'll he'll make trash can nachos for you just out of stuff out of your fridge yeah man (laughs) (laughs) yeah gonna put some light flaky cross kicks butt Yeah, so she's yeah. in the regular world a little bit. Like, if you can even call production that, because that's its own weird entity. But uh, yeah, we all met each other and really like started grooving. Like, right as, as soon as we met, we were like really, really grooving with each other. And you know, last time we were out there with you, you were asking us, you were like, so you guys like look for other partners or are you trying to throuple around? We're like, no, stop. That ain't us, man. We're not, we're not, like that. That's something that happened, but like that's just not who we consider ourselves at all. And then, um, yeah, I guess we're finding ourselves in this situation again. But this girl just swept us off our feet. Like it was just like, fuck. And we just had Yay. such a good time. So like the quarantine's been really easy in yeah. that sense. It really feels like. I wouldn't want to step into this new reality with anyone else. I feel really supported because Carrie's like already on the tip of let's reuse everything. Let's make this into something else. Let's uh, cook the most delicious meal with what we have left. Let's milk almonds and then take those almonds and turn it into granola bars. Like I'm hashtag spoiled, hashtag blessed, hashtag all the things. (laughs) Hashtag grateful, hashtag. I mean, and it feels like we together can do some really special things because we all i think balance each other and play off each other's skills and support each other so i'm excited where this is gonna go hell yeah yeah, yeah. do you guys are you all in the same uh place yeah or you know do you still have your old place you just moved out of it just as the quarantine started no. oh my place yeah, yeah. Carrie. oh no my place is still fine up and running paid for whatnot it's you just don't go to it well, my roommates are watching my cats. I go back there like what, like a couple days 
every few other days. I don't know. <laughs> I It comes in waves. I'll be here for like a week, go home for a couple of days, stay yeah. here for another week. And yeah. Are you a dead, are you a dead head as well? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say nearly as much as these two. <laughs> well, of course not. I was just but, watching the, the Bob Weir documentary oh, the other day and I was thinking of you guys. It's a great doc. You know, oh, yeah, the that's other one. one of the first uh, seeds of that Grateful Dead that ever came into my consciousness. Whenever that movie came out, I remember it came up on Netflix and I didn't know fucking shit about the Grateful Dead. I didn't even know who Bob Weir was. And I was just cleaning my house and put that on in the background. And the music throughout was the only thing. I wasn't even paying attention to the story. Just the music was catching me. And I was like, oh, damn, man. There, there's some fucking good songs here. And that was one of the first things that ever turned me on to the dead. And then uh, Devin and I, our, our mutual friend, the wizard, who introduced us, uh, he, he, we took two hits of acid one day and he put on Live Dead. And that, that was what, just, so I was like, oh, there's no turning back. I was like, I fucking love oh, this yeah. guy. Ramin, are you <laughs> Isn't it crazy head? that he's he's an old man now and he's the kid. He's the uh, little yeah. baby in the dead. And now he's the old man and John Mayer is the kid. Yeah. Right? Even John Mayer is like 45 or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's so, so crazy. Mm. How's oh, your one more thing. Go one ahead. technical question. Am yeah, I supposed sure. to be recording my audio? Because you guys' audio sucks, but I recognize that you're taping it individually over there. Yeah, yeah. give... Yeah, give uh, uh, give us your local audio and uh, the, I think it will delight the fans for sure. Oh, okay. I should start it now then because no, I wasn't starting it. Fucker. <laughs> okay. All right. Starting local audio now. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, you know, about uh, about 10 minutes into this podcast, Ramin's going to, he's he's been yeah. in this room with us now and he transported over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you saving this audio that I, uh, did we lose that 10 minutes or is no, that we how have we captured it? We have a copy of it. Okay, good. So yeah, well, you guys are professionals. We've got production, we've got filmmaker, we've got <laughs> filmmaker <laughs> organizer. Uh, oh, and Cass is wearing my shirt. Cool. Yeah, hell yeah. We're trying to do, in case we do put this out on video, we're trying to help you your business. At least. Oh, thank you. This yeah. is my favorite shirt ever. Yeah. I did cut yeah. off the sleeves, Cap though. Capitalism is, is crumbling, but I would like to be the last building that falls <laughs> in, in the <laughs> capitalist paradigm. Which, we have some of your I, other I stuff. I mean, are you guys on... Oh, yay! Yay! That's actually a collector's uh, edition now. There's never going to be... That one you can still get, but Infinite Elephant's hard copy, there's no more of those being printed. Mm. That's I feel a, very special. There might be a paperback one, but how do you guys feel about this long term um, in terms of like, obviously it's the apocalypse, but apocalypse doesn't mean the end. It means just big change. And I don't think we were ever going to get socialism. They were never going to give us socialism. <laughs> like we have to make it ourselves outside of that that paradigm like it's never about asking and then giving it to us because if they did give it to us it wouldn't be the real thing it would be some yeah uh bastardized warped version of it as we've seen in other places so are you guys optimistic about this long tail not short-term tail hell yeah i mean we we hit highs on the daily you know i think everyone is going through uh the like wow this is the future so bringing in the socialist psychedelic future we all dreamed of and and need desperately because we are abusing and raping our planet and now we need to switch it up and this is i, I get these like wow oh my god it's beautiful it's happening and then of course like the complete opposite but um oh yeah you gotta have <laughs> the complete opposite there you gotta pepper it with that bad feelings yeah totally i uh 
the other night Cass said something really funny we were like coming down off acid which we should talk about but uh she was like i'm almost uh more scared of it going back to normal than than anything yeah and and i was like you know what actually probably the the most terrifying future that i could dream of is that somehow everything just kind of reboots like back to normal the whip cracks and everyone just gets back to normal (laughs) everyone's debt is in place no one got a raise they left us hanging with just this 1200 bucks and it's just like boom everything boots back up so a lot of people are gonna die and that's that boom let's go that's probably the most terrifying future i can imagine pretty much everything else i think would be a lot better i think this is teaching us uh that we want to take care of each other. I know like that's something that the left, the so-called left, whatever you want to call it, just, you know, more open-hearted people preach about all the time. But I think that's something that's really getting into our programming right now is to care about each other again. And meaningful. yeah, have you seen, have you seen like the, so sometimes landlords will say that rent is still due, but then you'll see um, lawyers who represent evictions saying, I'm not going to do any eviction cases. And then you see Ooh. locksmiths saying, I'm not going to change any locks. Mm-hmm. So even if the the actual person saying rent is still due, the, the other people that they need in order to enforce that eviction, not all of them, but a lot of them are saying like, no, I'm just not going to help you evict this That's person. Beautiful. So it's kind of cool that at the, at the grassroots level, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty. It's a total consciousness crack that we're all going through collectively. Mm-hmm. And we're at this time where, you know, I'm reuse. I like know that I re- should reuse plastic bags, but like I'm actually reusing my Ziplocs <laughs> now. You know what I mean? Like, and it required, yeah. I'm embarrassed to say, but like, I'm not as good of a person as I want to be. And this is bringing out better qualities in myself and in the way I want to have my relationship with the earth and the world, which is by being more uh, conscious and more sustainable and reusing stuff. And I don't think that that would have happened if it wasn't precipitated by this global pandemic, honestly. It like never I, does. Yeah, no. right? Yeah, it never happens unless like we get some kick in the ass. Like I always think about a school teacher saying, all right, class, get it together now. And then, of course, the class doesn't listen. And then they keep saying it like that. And then when they finally slam their hand on the table and yell at you, then the ca- class kind of straightens up. So totally. we're in that part of it. And it's weird. I don't know how many... How many uh, woo-woo, esoteric, channeler, intuitive, psychic people you associate with? But I'm seeing a lot of people that predicted the shit. Uh, totally, they, yeah. They predicted it in December and November with like the date saying some big shift was going to happen, an earthquake, a uh, terrorist attack, an asteroid, something was going to happen that was going to keep us all inside and force us to collaborate. And it was going to be some kind of collapse. And then... Sure enough, it wasn't no one no one predicted COVID-19, mm-hmm. that specific strain of flu, but they did predict some kind of thing that was going to throw a wrench in the gear. The stars were aligned and for this. Yeah, what? even uh, she was saying the stars were aligned for this, but mm-hmm. like I I remember towards the end of uh 2019, so many people with this energy, and I guess it's the end of every year, but really because it was the end of a decade, this energy of just like, fuck this, let's move on, 2020, whoop, whoop, that's going to be the shit, you know, like every, I just know it, everything's going to be popping off 2020, and I remembered like just being like, I don't know, just settle in, we have this moment, who knows if 2020 is even coming like that, just mm. that weird feeling of like, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, and then this thing, we go into 2020, and this thing comes crashing down on us that is called 19. You know, it's like, chill, pause, back a second, 
you know like it just yeah. feels like just i don't know a little weird yeah the same way that all the characters are like you know we've got trump that's been around since the 80s we've got biden who's like old thing which i wasn't on board with biden but i'm 100 percent biden now because mm. i saw him tweet trump is a bad so <laughs> Biden, Biden's the oh, guy. Oh, I haven't seen that tweet. Wow. Yeah, it that. changed my mind yesterday. about him. <laughs> Great tweet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's... Yeah. He said. He said this administration's an abomination. So he's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy we need to get behind now. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh man, it, it's kind of funny because I honestly couldn't. I couldn't see my future last year. You know, like I, usually I have like a ten-year plan, a five-year plan, a one-year plan, a one-month plan. It was coming around to us renewing our lease and we just were like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what our life's going to look like. Like, we don't have anything like kids or some sort of job or anything to tether to. And I just, like, future was blank. For both of us. Mm -hmm. We were just both like, hmm, cool. We're really enjoying our life, but... Um. But now I'm like, there's no surprise there, you know, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's we no do. surprise this, there. We knew. It's I, I get this feeling all the time where I know it's just neurosis, but like I'm not finished with 2018. I'm not done with 2016. And then I'll be like, no, those are gone. Like, why are you telling yourself mm. to, to finish the thing that you should have finished in 2018? That's wow. you can't get it anymore. And same with 2019, except for the covid. You right. ever but, do that with yeah, like uh, conversations and like you're sitting there and you're like finishing a conversation that maybe even never had or like winning arguments in your head and like doing all these like playing out all these like just like what the fuck are these like little strands of anxiety that are playing out in like little yeah. conversations in my head it used to be a real problem and something that i mean nothing really cures it forever but a huge shift in my brain was that guy uh mitch horowitz you know the yeah. guy mm -hmm. that writes about the occult he introduced noah to neville goddard which changed noah into yeah. into neville goddard yeah. now <laughs> noah is neville goddard yeah. <laughs> totally and, uh but uh, so Mitch said that when you're having a fight with someone in your head, you're not actually having a fight with them in your head. What you're doing is taking your brain and then splitting it into two and then fighting with your own brain while mm -hmm. one part of you is dressed as them. So that mm -hmm. made me think like, oh, shit, you're never actually fighting with someone. You're just splitting yourself in two and battling it out. So even when yeah. you're actually fighting with them. Yeah, yeah. That's especially. the part. Yeah, especially. Let's talk about Noah for yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah, Noah. Dude, like, we were worried about that guy, but we were like, you know what? The stuff he preaches is to, like, believe in people and, hell, like, I'll be hell-bent if I don't believe in Noah, you know, by what he's saying. And I was like, I oh, like... Oh, wait, you were, you were worried about who Noah? Yeah, of course. You know, Oh, yeah, on paper... Yeah. <laughs> on paper, he was losing his mind and throwing everything away. But now it's like the, the strangeness of reality has kind of caught up with with everyone. It's like, is he crazy? Yeah. No, because being rational in today is like the craziest thing you can do. Yeah. Being totally. crazy is, is completely rational. And it worked out for him uh, in that like he wasn't supposed to be with the the person he's with now. They weren't getting along. And now he has a new a girlfriend and yeah we watched very closely this whole transformation and like i we supported him throughout but there were of course there are moments that you worry about your friend and like want to see him you know stay tethered to something but he's uh he's taught us a lot in his process and stuck to his imagination and it's been a beautiful thing that leads that leads the way for other people you know you kind of have to be the crazy person and take that leap of faith and have everyone doubt and question you and then kind of sh like uh, trudge the path. I, I feel uh, like 
it was great seeing him kind of go through this like this sudden awakening uh, because we've known Noah for so long and we hung out we've hung out with him so much and he's he's like uh, he's been pretty grounded in reality you know he's more grounded than us you yeah, know wife yeah. kids the whole thing but you know? then like I feel bad because like he starts having this like thing that could look like an unwinding if from from one perspective but from my perspective it wasn't but like when things started to quote unquote fall apart a little bit, I was like, fuck, I kind of introduced the chemical portals that are like, you know, like that <laughs> portion of it. I'm not going to get too specific, but I'm like, that is a little bit of my influence. I mean, you can't make somebody do something, but and he was like, already experienced. It's, it's just, yeah. it's one of those things also when you're like, Oh, well we live a fucking crazy life, but I don't know if you're allowed to Noah. like you decided to like inseminate someone, but in the <laughs> river of time, <laughs> yeah. uh, you look back on people who have had kids and you're like yes like make the decision that's right for you and that's the decision that's right for your kids and i i believe that wholeheartedly oh yeah yeah and the last strange go for it oh i was just gonna say it's strange that a year ago like noah was all about like can you believe this jordan peterson guy like what do you what's your thoughts on him why do we stop him and they're they're putting kids in cages and now he's like all right man check it out fox news it's actually a portal to the shadow self i recommend it try it man try it oh god it's good mm. you don't want to try it that's fine oh. just try it believe me oh my god, god. i love him so much we did we did a, a couple of our funniest podcasts with him but the, the first one because he caught us off guard with the talking about fox news stuff oh, he's like oh guys oh you got to get into fox news we're, we're, we're like dude <laughs> and, and i just love it because like Cass won't stand for certain things and that was like <laughs> she was just like pushing back against him and a personality like his is just hilarious when uh when you push back uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's great that he's got people like you guys. Uh, Michael Donovan is another one that pushes yeah. back. Uh, I feel like I'm like kind of in the middle. I don't really push back hard. I'll like I'll play that voice when I'm with him. But for the most part, I'm like I agree with your crazy ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and Jessa Reed also. Jessa will not be afraid to like knock him down mid mid sentence and uh it's funny their dynamic she described it as like uh i feel like we rode together on this reality in a spaceship and he's like a cosmic little brother i can't help but want to just like push him down every now and then but uh. <laughs> but i but i love him but like i gotta like i gotta treat him like that and when you watch them it's like oh it really is that kind of dynamic Oh, yeah. We got to get in touch with her. Noah is always recommending uh, that. She's one of the most... Uh, she's on it. She's got the, the magic intuition, psychic alien guide ability without the, you know, toxic positivity, without the spiritual yeah. bypassing, without the yeah. it's all going to be okay sort of thing. It's like, no, all the timelines exist. It could go to shit. You might experience death. Mm. Uh, you might be trapped for 10,000 years. It's not about that. She's very uh, arsenal energy to mm. use her words there's arsenal energy healer energy and image setter so there's artists the reiki healer mm. psychic tarot people and there's arsenal people just want to tear down the old world and the old world is not sticking around for long oh we might be arsonist and that's why we're probably having an all right time yeah. right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's uh we were just showing carrie your book and right now it feels after you die um and we were talking about death and we we just i mean i don't know have you felt closer like there's a collective becoming closer to death and have you 
adjusted how you think about death or where are you at with death right now, Ramin? Well, I was thinking about apocalypses and how like an apocalypse is just the death and rebirth of the culture. And so this is the 2020 mm. apocalypse. Mm. Mm. Um, we had 2001, that's 9-11. There's like, that's an apocalypse because we refer to it as a pre-9-11 world and now a post-9-11 world. Mm. The 60s was an apocalypse where it was all like, you know, straight-laced black and white wearing a suit. Like if men had long hair, like forget it. That's right. bad. Like, yeah, homosexual, you're bad. Everything that's not that you know, 50s make America great again model thing. It's it's bad. And then 60s revolution destroyed that. 2012, the Mayan apocalypse. That one is a smartphone apocalypse. Social media. That's when we really went into the cell phone hard. We had internet, but we didn't live in social media. And that was when, if you look at the, the numbers of cell phone usage, and if you look at the numbers in which Donald Trump tweeted, he tweeted so much that year. Like, he figured it out that year huh. that... Uh, like whether you love him or hate him, he figured out how to electrify the grid in a way that we all get off on, whether we like it or not. Like that's mm. what he's doing. He's making the I think I was talking about this to Noah, where if you were an alien looking at Earth and looking what everybody's posting, like people that hate Trump or love Trump, they're still posting his image, even if the text you're posting text that's this big saying that you hate him. But the image is huge. So right. it's like, oh, who's this primate that they're all posting about is that their ruler like no it's not our ruler no it looks like it's your ruler you're posting him <laughs> fucking everywhere so he figured that out and i think i'm hoping people are kind of getting hip to that like you know sharing the tweets is not a good idea even if you're saying this tweet bad like mm. it's, it's time to give your energy to ideas that are helping not just confront ideas that are bad mm. Even wow. though I'm bringing him up there, so I'm hypocritical in that bringing him up <laughs> a lot. It's like we had a rule for a little bit, all of us, like, oh, okay, I'm not going to talk about Trump on the thing. And then yeah. enough yeah. time goes by, it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll talk about, <laughs> I'll talk about Trump. Well, there was a there uh, there was a time. I mean, because we had our podcast already up and going before he was elected, and there was a time, especially right after, where it was just like, okay, I could literally rant and rave about this guy every time, all the time. But like, who's that's who's that going to help? So I almost did the opposite. Like, we're not going to mention this guy's name for a long time. And like, kind of get out of that form of consciousness because you know you almost had to. <laughs> but yeah. you know, now it's like whatever. Everybody knows this guy's a fucking joke. He knows he's a joke. I don't. I, you know what else is there to be said about about him? You know. Remember when presidency was serious, and now it's <sighs> these like two geriatric guys, and it's like it. It used to be all about the election cycle, and this pandemic kind of changed that a lot. Where yeah. now we don't really care. It's we care, but that's not going to fix it. And we oh, know yeah. that it's not going to fix it. Yeah. Well, it's it's that's why this is a beautiful gift. And Trump is a beautiful gift in a way, because to to live through a time like this as a critical thinker, like I can't see how you could could look at this and say, oh, things were working. Let's go back to that. I think it's more of a like we got to we got to start over like what the like if this guy could be in charge what the fuck were we doing like what are we even if this guy could be in charge during a time like this like this just like it's just the revealer of all revealers mm. i don't want him in charge well i don't want him in charge either but like i also don't really want anyone i don't in want charge. biden in charge yeah yeah like i don't really feel comfortable having anyone in charge and like 
I, I hate the idea that we used to treat the presidency so seriously. So, yeah, maybe Trump's a gift in that way. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give the guy any uh, an ounce of credit for anything, but what he represents is certainly very powerful. Oh, Ramin, how are you doing? Do <laughs> Lynn Life, how are you doing in quarantine? How's your isolation you're, going? You're lagging a bit. Can you repeat that? I said, how is your isolation going? How has this been going for you? How's it been? You- Honestly... It's hasn't affected my day to day much because I've been living like working from home and building my little art business over the past few years and almost beating myself up for not going out enough. And now like <laughs> you can't go out anymore. And now it's like, OK, well, luckily I've prepared for this. I already cut my own hair. I already exercise from home. I already make money off the Internet. Um, like I, I feel for the people that were like you know, what's the word? Batted by this. That's the best I could do. If I can't think of a word within three seconds, I'm just giving it the worst word. Mm, Bad good. things happen <laughs> to people who, yeah, there's, you know, we all know there's people that were living paycheck to paycheck and they lost their server job and they've got a kid or they couldn't make rent, stuff like that. Oh, what happened with, um, you guys were putting up a note saying that no one in the building should have to pay rent. Did that Ooh. materialize or it didn't get momentum? Well, we're in this building and we're not paying rent, and I don't know if we're the only ones, but 36 units, I think we have, what, nine or ten people? I mean, a lot of people left. Yeah, a lot of people left the building, so there's people that, like, that note's probably still hanging on their door. Um, Um, But I think that everyone is kind of like, well, I have savings, or I still, I work from home or whatever, so they're still paying rent. They're not getting it But they're, I think, and and I wrote in my last email, like, Hey, so collectively, it seems like we're going to be on a case-by-case uh, negotiation business, uh, basis with our landlord. But I think come May, and as this thing continues, we'll see that you know they shouldn't be getting our last paycheck because that's the only power we have. They have a lot more power than us. Like our landlord owns 15 buildings, so if we stop paying Damn. rent, I can't. I can't individually have as big of an impact on someone like Cuomo or de Blasio as they can. So we have to like, it's kind of like what the nurses are having to do. Like they're having to walk out because they don't have proper PPE. No one at the hospital who's running the hospital is going to walk out for them. They're going to say, hey, my nurses are walking out. What the fuck? Like, I can't do this. I can't run a hospital. I can't treat people if my nurses are walking out. But they're not, they can only go so far until it really materializes on like the people stand up for themselves. So yeah so yeah. i don't know if it uh look we're not going to pay rent while the economy is shut down because that is an incredible indignity to put on the people where the government is enforcing a shutdown and then saying well you still owe your mortgage or your rent fuck that jesus christ are they not representing the people so we always kind of have the mentality of like our last paycheck is going to be our last paycheck ever. Cause we just like, you, you know, our deal, we work like once a year and we, the last time we worked was a year ago and it's coming oh. to that time. So we're like, um, okay, things are getting tight. <laughs> so, now we literally cannot work. Yeah. When we literally can't work right now, even if a job were to come along, like, uh, no, they're not going to get what could be our last money. They can fucking fight for it. Whatever. I think like you were saying to start this, like people are going to be, not looking to evict anyone no one's going to be enforcing that stuff like people are going to be turning a blind eye to that and we all have a good case for why we wouldn't have paid rent and people like us are frankly willing to break the rules and lead the way just to show that like hey the rules were just something we made up like we don't have to abide by them yeah. it doesn't make you any less of a person 
Like, don't they give just your printed, last dime to them. Yeah. They printed a trillion dollars showing that, you know, it's not real. Like, they could have done that the whole time. They made up a trillion dollars. None of that matters. And um, another Jessa thing, she would she thought about writing a book about it, but has decided not to because she doesn't want to get in trouble. But she's filed for bankruptcy twice, and she learned that that's what the rich do. They file for bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and yeah. she she bought a car and filed for bankruptcy, and since she still had the car, her credit was fine. So it's like, it's all loopholes. And we know that the people in the top are all loophole. Mm-hmm. They're, they're sh- uh, not paying taxes. They're keeping their money in offshore accounts. Right. Uh, even if we want to tax the rich, like they, they find the loophole and then just kind of the middle eats it. Yeah, and it's time for us all to wise up. I like I like her style. And, and Noah's trying and to lead her the way She's in had it. a big influence on Noah, who has also tried to have a big influence on us. And like... I don't know how comfortable I, I've never had a credit card in my life. I've never taken out a loan for anything. Like m- my parents don't have money. Her parents don't have money. Like we're, we're kind of just like, we're so frugal when we make our money. We're just like, cool. My we're, thing fell off. Oh, it just, yeah, it's it rolled under there. You can throw it back on. But yeah. That, and that's another, like, Jesus, how many Jessa lines do I have today? But she'll always talk about like, why is it that when we, at the end of the month, when we, made more money than we need how come we're not like oh does anyone need money like because i i've filled mm-hmm. all my needs for the month like how come we don't do it month by month when you're if you've got some extra then it just goes out to whoever needs it and then it comes back to you if you ever need it but we're all we're all mini hoarders in a way and mm. that's not a value judgment on anyone because that's how we have to be but it's like maybe you're hoarding five hundred dollars maybe you're hoarding a thousand maybe you're hoarding ten thousand but to you it's like no I just I need that emergency for mm. the next month I'm not a millionaire I'm just hoarding ten thousand right. dollars but still that could change someone's life but does mm-hmm. an apocalypse completely change that value system in us or does it make it worse that's what i'm wondering probably a little bit of both right yeah like there's moments of uh where it brings out the best in you it's moments where it brings out the worst in you you know nodding mm. i don't know what are you feeling ramin is it bringing out better qualities or how are you feeling about all this to to me or to everyone uh i don't know to you. I guess you can only speak for yourself. Yeah, speak for yourself. Oh, yeah, I guess I can. Is this bringing out better qualities in me? Hmm. I don't know. I hope so. I hope it is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like I've really gone through a death with this. I've gone through deaths before, mm-hmm. but I, this one hasn't felt like a real death to me because, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles. The highways are empty and... It's it's kind of cool outside. The air is crisp. Yeah. And I don't I don't know anyone personally who is kicked out on the street or who has the virus. So I'm mm. very not affected by it on a personal level. My my problems with it are all just the macro when you look around and it's like, oh, shit, according to what I see on the news, this is not good for right. most people. Like you look at unemployment numbers. Ooh, that's not good. And that's just the people filing for it. We right. don't even know how many undocumented people are not filing for it. But um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and be a politician and answer. Yes, it has brought out the best qualities in me. <laughs> I am good now. I am even mm. nicer than Colin Frangicetto. <laughs> I am, yeah, he's who he's who uh, I hold myself to, too. Oh. Yeah. He sets the bar. <laughs> he is. Colin is the bar. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who doesn't love Colin? All right. You trip though. How was uh, Oh yeah. I wanted tripping? to hear about that because I think we tripped on the same day, and it might have even been the same acid. 
Yeah, it was the same. It was the stuff you gave us, and I was going to message you during it, and then I was like, "Oh no, it won't like it won't it won't they won't see what I'm seeing right now. I'll just wait till tomorrow." <laughs> Send us a picture to... of the wall and be like, "Can you believe this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Catherine were playing uh, Overcooked to the the circus level, which is just the most psychedelic level at, at all, and we couldn't believe how well we were doing because it's a complicated game with mm -hmm. like there's always something you need to be doing you can't be a second late if you want to get all the stars and you know our place like the window was open and overlooking the mm -hmm. the skyline and the sun mm -hmm. and it was just it was clear that it was all one thing like the tv us on the couch the outside the sun all of it was just one breathing thing doing that and the first thing i felt was super gratitude for the sun i was like oh shit the sun is like, I mean, yeah, nurses and doctors and grocery store workers, sure, but the sun's coming out every, the sun has not missed one day. Ever. It's always coming out, yeah. and it's given us everything, and it's just, yeah, yeah. Wow. and I love the sun. I don't feel it now. Now I'm back to 3D, and I'm taking everything for granted again, but in that moment, it was just all laughing. Uh, during the come down, we watched, uh, what's it, that, that romantic comedy, what is it, uh, uh, he's not that into you. He's, we watched. <laughs> he's just not that into you. We watched mm. Minority Report. Like we watched Julia and Julia. Like oh, that a is ton one of, of my a ton of movies from the two thousands. <laughs> nice. And movies from the two thousands are so funny because, like, the characters are complaining about like, oh, I don't want to have to ha answer fifty emails a day and keep up with my MySpace. It's too confusing. And we're like, oh, honey, you think emails <laughs> in MySpace are confusing? And <laughs> we've shown that. We're, we've already we've already uh, repainted the world like a dozen times since mm. the 2000s. Like all that shit is gone. Wow. Mm. I'm scared of the big shift because I watch these shows and I'm like, yo, that dude just coughed. You better bail. Or like, you can't hug each other. Or you know what I mean? Like all yeah. these like new Corona reality. Oh, I like yeah. apply them to movies. I'm like, you're just going to shake hands like that? Like, wait, where's your mask, man? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. That's going. It's in my dreams. It's in my dreams. It's I'm only like, been recently, and it might have even been since we took that acid dose. But in my dream, I'm like, oh shit, where's my mask? Where, where, what the fuck? I'm just breathing here. <laughs> I'm just fucking breathing like normal in this grocery store. Yeah, fuck, man. Yeah, that kind of shit is really crazy. When, yeah. Well, uh, so what, what did you like? Just woke up and decided that day. Well, no, we'd been planning it for a while. Oh, cool. And. um yeah, I wanted it to be just right. And it was just right. Mm. Generally, we don't plan it the day of. It's it's we try to, but then it's like it's kind of late and we know this will keep us up. What if we what if we treat it like a flight and say tomorrow we take off at at noon and right. then we have to be at the airport otherwise the flight takes off. So we did nice. we did that. We planned it out that mm. way. And I always forget that like psilocybin is filled with messages and meaning and epiphanies mm -hmm. and then lsd is so like just no have fun fuck the messages and yeah. meaning just like <laughs> yeah. yeah totally we were laughing yeah. our asses and then, off oh my god and i had this uh i kept feeling this feeling of no matter how bad it gets every color is still good like mm. colors are just always there and they're always good oh mm. that's very sweet they're kind of like angelic in that way they're just like they're there for us they're surrounding uh -huh. us you know <laughs> they love us maybe hopefully as much as we love them mm. yeah have you ever seen those videos of those people who are 
colorblind and they give them those new glasses that help them see color and they'll put them in a room of balloon and flowers and like it'll it'll mostly be men because men are mostly colorblind and also men are worse at showing emotion so it's funny seeing like a guy try to hold in his emotion for like he's like yeah purple's (laughs) getting me here (laughs) wow yeah because it's probably calibrating something Mm -hmm. the way sound can i believe you know Oh, yeah. We had some wild synchronicities on our trip where we got this, like, sudden urge to make sourdough, and... We were making that, or we wanted to, but we didn't have the ingredients. This is... Dude, this is what I'm... Okay, something got kicked loose that day, and, (laughs) like, like, basically, Carrie just came bursting into the room. She's like, by the way, we're not going to get into the practice of making sourdough, because I just looked into what it involves. And then we were like, well, what does it involve? <laughs> and we started getting, and then next thing you know, we're like, fuck it, we'll do it. And then just synchronicity after synchronicity all day, everyone posting about sourdough, showing pictures of their fucking sourdough, all this kind of shit. And uh, yeah, that, that I mean, that was one of many weird things, but we did the same thing as you. We planned and did like a very intentional takeoff and Cass and I haven't taken a big dose of acid uh, in a while October. right since October since we were went out there at the at the desert let's, so. let's do dream interpretation what is the sourdough is it the rising of yeah. the yeast and we are the yeast like the mm-hmm. the seemingly tiny like insignificant bacteria thing and we're like rising the new society yeah. we like continue to rise and fall yeah mm, just have to Ooh, really it out. falls yeah. too it does well like just like that we well someone we saw someone post it she posted her fresh baked sourdough as we were talking about this and it was like just like that uh like bread is born or whatever it's like the breaking of bread it's the the producing of bread it's this sharing um self-sufficient economy i don't even like to call it an economy but you know it, yeah it's, it's <laughs> creation it's yeah there's definitely something about it that it's, uh, it's a control thing too i think to me what the, as it kept happening that day it was almost laughable we were all like what the fuck look at my phone i just opened my phone and it's fucking this sourdough that's so it is i think like it was that many days into the quarantine and we're all been quarantined all this time that something kicked in where we wanted like some sort of control and you kind of look around and like what can i do <laughs> and for some reason that got in everyone's head at once maybe i don't know yeah you can feed this bread, oh baby. yeah we just thought it's the only baby we're willing to have right now. Yeah, yeah it is. The sourdough baby. We will have this baby. Yeah. We, we have to get a lot of supplies first. Yeah, yeah. But if anyone's hearing this, we are accepting supplies. Yeah, we will accept sourdough starters from anyone listening. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're in the market for. Have you been uh, getting, like, I know that all the stores are out of flour, but something cool is that restaurants are selling their, their flour and things because uh-huh. they're... They don't have as much use for it. Mm. And you get restaurant-grade flour. Oh, good and idea. And yeast, too. Oh, maybe we'll we have to call make a couple calls. Places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking good idea. Yeah. Are you a baker, Carrie? Uh, I think I'm more of a cook than a baker. But more of a cook? I do. Do you like Bon Appetit, the YouTube channel? Um... She's a food sort network of. girl. I, I'm sort definitely of. a Food Network person. But, <laughs> I mean, I think I would uh, always fall towards Tasty videos more than Bon Appetit. Oh, Tasty's great, too. I, I think it was great, but I feel like now they're just, like, running out of things to come up with. But that's just my It was opinion. a good run. It was a good run. But, yeah, I'm more of a Food yeah. Network person. But I do love cooking. That's why I like <sighs> Julie and Julia so much. That's one of my favorite Oh, movies. Julie and Julia rules. Still holds up. It's that was the second time I've seen movie. it, actually. 
Who's in it? Yeah, and I love... Meryl Streep is in it? Meryl Streep and Amy Adams. Wow. Meryl Streep is a better Julia Child than Julia Child. <laughs> like now when I see a I see a video of Julia Child, I'm like, that's not Julia Child. Give me the other lady. And it's then, like, oh, she's doing a Meryl Streep impersonation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see and I, uh oh sorry, finish your thing. What? Say oh, what you're gonna say. Um Oh, well, did you see Julie and Julia? I don't want to spoil it. No, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're going to, I know, I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to react like Well, that. now we have to watch it. Uh, yeah, we might have to watch this movie. Okay, I won't, I won't spoil it. You'll see. Mm. It's not like she's her mother or anything, but there is a, there is somewhat of a, a twist where you wouldn't have expected that ending. Mm. You you think the ending's going to go some way and then you're like, oh shit, but I like that this is a better ending. It's mm. more real life that way. Yeah. It's more harsh. Yeah. But yeah. in the harshness, they find the, the beauty is in the harshness. Yeah. I feel like uh, that movie, did you see uh, Tom Hanks as fucking uh, Mr. Rogers? Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers? No, I never saw that. Yeah, just don't. Like, I, f- I feel like they were trying to capitalize on like that kind of movie. And it just... Uh. It's it's one of the it's one of the most forgettable movies I've ever seen. Well, just because the documentary is so good and you get a true sense of Mr. Rogers, you don't need to see Tom Hanks dress up as Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, personally. those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah, and no pun intended because he takes off his shoes. I guess. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. He yeah. does, and he puts on shoes though. Yeah, I, it always puzzled me how many like wardrobe changes he did. I'm like he changed into the same thing because he's home like it's not pajamas he just wore different <laughs> yeah. clothes because he's inside that that puzzled me as a young boy but yeah <laughs> yeah i watched some mr wizard or not mr wizard world who were we talking about mr rogers, mr. rogers. <laughs> <laughs> mr wizard's world was awesome too yeah you should see julia and julia what about uh so other music docs have you seen the miles doc the miles davis documentary oh no i would love to Is that's a out? good one too mm. birth of the cool no, that sounds that one's awesome. good. Mm. Uh, it's fun just seeing like look at the forties. There's no computers at all. People yeah. were just people. Yeah. Mm. And of course, yeah, racism and all that stuff. Like there was tons of bad. But the cool part of it was that what I love computers. I love that we can connect like this. I love computer games. I love creativity that technology has brought. But also, if nobody gets computers, it is fun to live in that world where like yeah. you just were a person. Yeah, God, I I imagine that if you could get in a time machine somehow or or inhabit the consciousness of a 1940s person for a second, it'd be utterly terrifying. I think for oh, yeah. for a lot of people right now we'd be like, "Whoa, what the fuck get me back to fucking 2020?" A little tight. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. like where there's like words you can't say or yeah, I think it would just feel so different. I think the vibration was was so different. We take that for granted when we think about time travel and all this stuff. Like how fucking utterly terrifying. You'd have to wear be. an underwire bra every day. Like I don't underwire so. bra. Yeah, like really? I think of like yeah, like fashion wardrobe. like beauty standards. A corset. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was like way back then. <laughs> Oh yeah, Corsets and beauty standards comeback, have been turned upside down on their head in its head on the last five years too, which has been good. Mm-hmm. Everyone has eyebrows again. Yeah, some people have too big of eyebrows now, but yeah, it's, it's a, a thing. Look. Yeah. So, but people there was one body eyebrows. shape before. There was one sexual style and one body shape that was acceptable, and now it's everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's on the table again. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's fucking dope. I hadn't even thought of that. 
That's one of those things you can't realize until retrospect. You're like, yo, it used to be actually a lot tighter not that long ago. Yeah. People do you know, used to do you know put, Robin? Uh, oh, no, you go. People, you go people used to put what? I was going to say people, like, I don't remember what year this is from, but, like, women used to put this, like, glow-in-the-dark makeup on, but it, it would only glow in the dark because it was full of radiation, and people would be, like, oh my putting it on their face and, like, using it in beauty products, and then, like, years later, they found out people are dying Jesus from it. Jesus Christ. Ooh. Oh, what damn. What year but, was that? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Oh my gosh! But a long time ago, <laughs> people had to suffer for their beauty. Yeah. Are you worried about five G? No. No. Yeah. No. But yeah, probably. I, I mean, know. I am. I did. All, I read a whole. Th- I watched a whole. Someone, uh, a a friend, sent me a a YouTube video, and I watched it about five G. And I was like, okay, this is not the source and the of the virus. Like five G is not spreading corona, but that doesn't mean it's not going to exacerbate it. And that we oh don't have yeah, true I didn't even know there was the conspiracy of it. Think like people think that that is Corona. Yeah, it's it's getting very convoluted and yeah. confused. Like oh, as yeah. if there wouldn't be Corona if there wasn't five G because five G they rolled it out in uh, Wuhan originally and that sort of thing. But yeah, I think we definitely have to be nervous about what frequencies we're pumping out and the like what it does to the bees and what it does to us and. I don't believe, I believe in uh, following the science and not being scared to question things and to be a conspiracy theorist because it's, I mean, fuck, now look back and how many things were conspiracy theories way back then that ended up being yeah. real. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Are you scared of 5G? I'm not afraid of it, but whenever someone brings up the arguments against it, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't counter that. That is a legitimate concern. But I think I just come from a very big picture optimist place where I think that we're not separate from our technology. I think that technology is just the way a flower is is blooming. Like we're here to make the the tools and human beings are not separate from the tools they create. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of flowering to the next level while mm-hmm. it might melt our DNA. And maybe right. that is going to be the catalyst that makes us go into the matrix pods. Cause right now it's like, I'm not getting into a matrix pod. And then if 5g melts our DNA, it's like, okay, I'm going to get in that matrix pod because <laughs> there's nowhere else this. to go. Yeah. yeah. You but will die for it this doesn't, uh, I mean, they said the same thing about televisions too. Like don't sit in front of the TV all day. You'll go blind and things like that. And now mm-hmm. we spend all day looking at a screen. We live from the neck up and, mm. uh, yeah, with VR, it's like just taped right to my eyeballs, which I love VR. Hey VR. Do you fuck with hey. VR? Yeah, sure thing. Oh, cool. I didn't know, man. I wish I would have tried that when I was, when I was over there. I asked you, and you said, uh, you know what? I want to try it when it's really good. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's a good plan, too. But yeah. I'm such a, I don't know. I like to just incrementally experience things, take them for granted, and then go up the next increment, take it for granted, next mm. increment, like a, like a good virus. I, I, like, I definitely Like, like a good f- human being. <laughs> I want the first time I put on VR to be like a DMT experience, like where I'm shocked by what I just felt. And I, I we're probably like close to that if it's not already there. Yeah. Do you have the what's, hand what's things? The wet hand things? The hand things for the VR So set? there's what's, – what's, what's cool is it's got these joysticks, but recently, like about two months ago, they rolled out hand tracking. So the camera on the outside – of the headset tracks where your hands are and when your hands move 
it and it's gotten really good. So to click on something, you do this. To make it bigger, you do that. To swipe, wow. you do this. Uh, it's super intuitive and it's so liberating to just be in that world. There's even meditation apps that you control with your eyes. You look in a direction and then you start traveling in that direction. So it it can be a really helpful way if you really want to veg out. Like you don't even want to do laptop in bed where you're doing that or even a mouse. You're just just eyeballs like, <laughs> like moving fuck. around oh a, a virtual like alien world. It's super fun. And it, it makes like our brains are so easy to trick, like, you know, optical illusions. You can you can know that there's an optical illusion and the optical illusion is still doing the shit yeah. to you. <laughs> and same with in VR, when you put it on, like your brain is like, I am I am here. I know I'm in my room and I'm not standing over this cliff, but like to fall down that cliff, like it does something to your heart rate. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. shit, I'm really there. Mm -hmm. And you acclimate a little bit, but it is cool how you can trick your brain into being in these new worlds especially during quarantine you can go anywhere yeah. in the vr realm oh yeah, yeah mm -hmm. man that's what i hope to do like that would be next level for a podcast like if like when we were out there doing a podcast with you if we just threw a vr thing right in the middle and people could just be sitting there with us while we're yeah. doing lipids and fucking going crazy that's what we're I've getting there the future of movies would become yeah like a movie would be like some interactive like 3d projection or some like virtual world where you can like go into the movie yeah and like yeah mm. i feel imagine, like that'd like, be kind of cool imagine a movie like dazed and confused in vr yeah Ooh, you're like in the yeah. car with them like looking around <laughs> right? it's coming yeah right. i think like the, the the 2000s were about the computer and then the the 2010s were about the the phone i'm I really think that this decade is going to be about VR and augmented reality. Really? It's not at scale yet, but I think that it's going to become more of a, a thing. Because mm. it's fun. Like I, I think Michael Garfield was was saying it. Like He's like, when am I going to be able to dance my social media job? Like I'm grateful I have a job, but I don't like to sit and click all day. How come I can't dance my, my shit? How come I That's can't? how I feel about editing. I'm like, I just want to be yeah. in a world where I'm just like, okay, cool, this clip goes here, and I'm actually just moving it around. What it, that would yeah. be creepy. You could like pick up the clip and like yeah. physically like <laughs> see what it is. Like on yeah, you know, cut it up and stuff. That's got to be right around the corner. If if someone put their the technology already exists for what we're talking about, right? Yeah, pretty much. Are I mean, you you would just have to make the program for it? Mm. Are you creating in that world yet, Ramin? I want to enter Ramin's world. Yeah. One more time, Cass. I said, are you creating in this world yet? Because I want to be in Ramin's world. Yeah. In the in the VR world, yeah, nothing like nothing substantial. N nothing substantial. I will share it when I've got stuff. But uh, there's tilt brush, there's sculpt VR, there's colorscape. They're they're pretty cool tools, but I haven't gotten the hang of them yet. Like I'm I'm so natural with a pen and paper, and then this one it's like kind of clunky. I still haven't figured out what I want to do with it yet. But there mm. is so much potential for it, and we are going to be walking into each other's worlds in. We already are a little bit like the internet's already here. Like there's the very ape world, there's the Church of Chill world, the Rainbow Brain Skull world, the Synchronicity world, and mm. we're, we're only building those out more. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it'd be so fun to be in your uh, world of colors and animations and everything in a fucking VR. Yeah, like you should. You yeah. could animate this book. And yeah. People could they walk could, through it yeah i do want to make that an experience that you it's can so that you can be inside of but um mm. 
still still not 100% there. Also, wearing the headset for more than an hour, you're kind of like, oh, I need to get out of here. It's uh, pressing up against my face too much. It's heavy. Let's hope that it stays that way. Otherwise, we're going to be entering like Wally world where everyone's just... Oh, yeah. My problem with Wally, although it is a beautiful film, was that just like there was these VR worlds, but then everyone got fat and lazy when... In, in that world, you would be using your body more than you would now because there you can actually play tennis and shoot bow and arrows and climb shit and you're using your yeah. whole body. But in VR, in, in Wally, they just showed everybody vegging out, which is a is an option. As I mentioned before, there is that <laughs> meditation one where I just move around in my eyes. But Beat Saber, Beat Saber is a workout. Like you're you're really like moving your body. You break a sweat after a couple mm. of levels of, of Beat Saber. And John Carmack was talking about playing it with his son and he like they put weights on their wrists and ankles and they get a super workout in in the VR space. Wow. Carmack that, rules. That game's really fun. The, yeah. the lightsaber one where you got to like do yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've played that before. Have you played Have Space Pirate where you've got the gun and you're shooting it? Like stuff is coming at you from outer space and you've got your guns and your shield and you're just like shooting <laughs> lasers everywhere. It's dope. I wow. did a Spider-Man one that was pretty cool where you were Spider-Man. Haven't and played I could, that. Like, I could like shoot webs at buildings and like swing through the city. That was, that was crazy. Oh, dope. Fuck, I, I haven't it tried that. It was so disorienting. Yeah, but <laughs> it was, yeah, it was neat. Damn. Was, yeah, and was pretty cool. It's come a little And we're just getting far. started. We don't even know like... The same way that, you know, technologies are there, but applications of them don't emerge for a decade. But the technology was there like some like Twitter could have been around in the late 90s. Twitter is a bad example because Twitter is a cesspool. But as far yeah. as a, a communication tool goes, it's it, it could have been around earlier, but no one really tapped into that yet. And then yeah. they did. And then it exploded or or something like Doom or Wolfenstein or um Whatever. I don't have any more examples, but there, we don't even know what the the capabilities of it, it are yet. Some of that depends on the youth because we're like, mm. we're not, yeah, not to I be was... ageist or say that we're too old to come up with ideas, but sometimes you need a younger generation that isn't corrupted by the way things were. They're like, why don't we just do it like this? Like we're, we still worship idols. We're like, yeah, listen to Van Halen, listen to Bowie. And they're like, what? Artists? No, we just play the thing like music is just something that comes out of a faucet who cares yeah well, so oh. we need <laughs> we need that uh that new perspective because it teaches us to abandon our old rigid ways of thinking mm. well i mean maybe that's uh one of the positives of an apocalypse yeah it's all about the positives of the apocalypse yeah Candyland came out of um uh polio, polio the Candy, the game Candyland came out of pol uh, the polio epidemic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, one of the. I thought um, you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say Candy Crush, and I was like, that was stolen by some other guy. But Candyland <laughs> is different than Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, are you feeling creative during this time, or like, you know? Oh yeah, I feel. I actually feel feel more pressure to put out stuff the day of like i'm sitting on three podcasts that i'm like oh should i even put these out these are from before the pandemic like who wants to listen to mm. something before the pandemic or mm. with the visual art stuff it's like i can't come up with with stuff for a week and then put it out every day it feels like i'm cheating the present moment i have to react to now what is today about 
While that hasn't been true recently, it's felt like Groundhog Day. The first Mm -hmm. two weeks of the pandemic felt like every day was a new feeling. And now it's it really feels like it's been the same day for a month, kind of. Yeah. But I feel like I have to make something and then put it out that day. Because if I save it for tomorrow, then it doesn't really tap into what the feeling of today is mm-hmm. well we need you and I, I really appreciate everything that you've been putting out because it just it, oh thank it you. hits home and this is the time where people really need things to hit home you know and remind them and ground them <laughs> yeah. and, and you ain't and, going anywhere but home yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and, and artists like yourself you 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 bring people to a collective higher octave you know it's a true service and uh yeah, I mean, I think that your posts, more than any other post I see, get shared on, like, all of my friends' Insta stories, well, you know? Oh, cool. <laughs> it's, an, it's almost, to me, like, in, when I see people start posting your stuff, I'm like, oh, they're hearing the higher octave. Like, I'm like, oh, they're, they're into oh, rooming. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, they're, they're, they got it. Cool. They're going to be fine. You know, uh, it's definitely a, it's an indicator for sure. Yeah, we're in 6D now, and we're on our way to 8D. Mm. And, I know. Uh, I know. I heard. And 8... <laughs> 8D is is the the shit. 8D is when you are you're like when you're really feeling yourself. You're like your true essence of your soul. And then any higher than 8D, you kind of merge back into source. And source is fine. Source is what makes all of this. But it's but it's, you, it's you, what we're always doing now. You know, we we get yeah. to come down here for a little blip. Seems like it could be a little lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you won't care about that once you're sourcing. You won't even the concept of loneliness isn't even. A thing. I think about it like I've had these feelings of it being like the genie in the bottle, you know, like where you live in eternity and then you just like pop out and we mm. get to experience this and then you go back into the bottle. Yeah. Except we forget that we were in a bottle. Yeah. You know? Wow. With with you guys specifically, I was thinking about how you've been training for this quarantine over the past few years with the silent retreats and the yeah. the, the, the everything. It's all been a practice, yeah. and this is those were dress rehearsals, and this is live. Like we're actually yeah. in the shit. Yeah, and then we threw Carrie into the mix, which which like this is the the best thing about like oh we were prepared for this moment is then having some a factor come in that it's just like nope that doesn't apply anymore. And, like, it's been really groovy to be like, cool, I am ready for this, but it's not in the ways I might have specifically thought I was. But Mm. in the ways we were ready for this is dumb shit. Like, one day we thought of, let's make something called Church of Chill. And then we poured our energy into that vibe for two years, and now everyone has to be in that vibe. So we were holding that kind of space, but, like... That we thought we were preparing for this by going on a vision quest and sitting in silence for this this many days and taking this psychedelic and that, but like really like it was like church of chill and and being good freelancers who know how to go long stretches of time without working and like deprogramming from our internal capitalism those fears that like oh I'm not being productive like that's that's more the stuff than um, anything specifically like you know I'm glad we did vision quests and silent retreats and stuff but I'm also glad that Carrie's here so we can't convince ourselves that that's a good idea to do right now because it's not now it's time yeah. to just have an easy going time it's just it's yeah, time to Sean just... and I definitely joke that like if Carrie wasn't here we would be like on each other's shit like alright we're gonna do a fast from you know Friday <laughs> oh, night oh, to oh, Sunday you're, you're gonna eat right and, now wow. oh you think you're gonna eat okay well I'll be in the bedroom fasting you <laughs> yeah, know yeah we would be <laughs> like, a lot more self serious yeah. you, you guys have the tendency to do you're you're doing too much in the realm of not doing anything. Like, you're, you're, you're you're making not doing stuff into a thing. Like oh it's Friday we're gonna not do shit 
And then Saturday, yes. we're really not going to do shit. I'm not going to yeah. look at you. Saturday yeah. is going to be don't look at each other Saturday. And oh, not out of anger, but out of the present moment. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's great because I think what we're all collectively going through is something that we're always in tune with it, which is this like kind of thing of trying to resensitize ourselves. And so it's like, you know, our our diet, like the way it is, like like we're we're trying to like make it so like when, when the meal does come out, you're like, holy fuck. And like really bring the gratitude in that way. And I think that yeah. like, our practices leading up to this, which we're not necessarily abiding by, of, of not watching a ton of media or knowing what the fuck is going on in the news or all, all these things, um, they helped us like kind of tune into something a little bit deeper in ourselves that's more important to tap into now and I'm glad I know that place exists and the reason I do is because we've taken time away from sex and drugs and rock and roll and media and all this not stuff. rock and roll we have I remember our first silent retreat we were just talking about this the other day our first silent retreat was at my parents house they were out of town we we're like we're going up there and just not saying shit for three days and the alarm went off after the three days and uh, we were just like, we looked at each other when we started talking and we just went downstairs and just blasted Grateful Dead all night. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, like we needed it so bad. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, we're all going a oh, little crazy. Oh, tolerance breaks. Yeah. 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 Basically for everything. Well, we're, the three of us are all going crazy because we're all so addicted to live music. Yeah. You know, and the experience of being in a crowd and you know having your face melted and it's just something we all really relate on and it's uh we haven't even gotten to go to a show together so we're really hoping that that's possible again yeah I yeah it. when's that when's it. that coming back if it's ever coming back Hopefully 2021 soon. Uh, yeah it seems it seems no, 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 no. well we're hoping for carrie's sake that this festival she's going to out there in october is going to happen yeah i'm going to be i'm going to be in sacramento in october what festival yes. aftershock Who's in that one? I mean, uh, I can look Metallica it up. Metallica and My Chemical Romance are headlining. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they haven't announced the rest of the headline yet because they're assuming it might get canceled. So Fuck. I think they're holding it back. They said it wouldn't be fair to release a lineup right now, mm. given everything that's going on. So mm. Mm. I went through a mini uh, revival of Metallica and Kiss uh, a couple of months ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, like I understood it as a teenager, then I forgot about it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, Kiss. Metallica. Yeah. yeah. Love Metallica. <laughs> like it served oh, yeah. you. It served you at some point. It's baked into your DNA somewhere. So it's always funny when you like find those things you again that maybe like for me at least I'm very consciously like I'm going to take a step back from this kind of music. And then when I find it again, I'm like, man, why was I being so weird and hard on myself? This is fucking medicine too. Like it all is. Have, did I ever talk to, to you about uh, that YouTube show, String Theory? I love it just as a guitar player that it, no. it shows a different guitarist every week and they'll talk about how they started playing and all that bullshit. And mm. Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction was like, yeah, I'll go through a phase where I'll, I'll listen to one person. Like I'll pick David Gilmore from uh, Pink Floyd and I'll listen to nothing but David Gilmore, David Gilmore. And then for six months, I won't like any music at all. Like I won't mm. touch the guitar. I just won't. It just doesn't resonate with me. And then I'll pick it up again in six months. And I was like, oh shit, even the, the people at the, at the upper, upper echelons, they're not all about 
taking in stuff, they're like, oh, I'm sick of taking in stuff. I'm just not going to listen to music for six months. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I bet you they get fucking really sick of it. I mean, if I could make music, I could see doing that. So maybe one day. I hope Have that... you been playing with anything? You've been playing with a guitar and uh, with a harpsichord with anything? The we, guitar. A triangle? We, we diddle around. The triangle. We, you know what happened with us? Do you know like, the five shapes of freedom? No. No. You could teach us. <laughs> You know. Okay. Yeah. Dweezil Zappa teaches it better, but uh, he's got. So we like if you learn the pentatonic scale and then you learn the five uh, shapes of freedom, then you can play in any key. You can solo over anything if you just remember those oh, those dude. five shapes. And for me, it unlocked a ton of shit. I'm like, why didn't anybody teach me that before? That's so. Like, mm. it, it, it's nice having these epiphanies because it's such an intimidating thing. You're like, oh, there's a million different finger combinations, and it's the battle of the chicken and the spider mm. all the time. Like, and then you learn, like, oh, wait, this pattern is the same as this. The notes repeat after the 12th fret. Um, this uh, this pentatonic scale is always going to be this shape no matter what, no matter where it is on the neck. And then when you when you mix, like, three different fundamentals together, you're like, holy mm. shit now it all and then from there you start to appreciate tone you realize that like bb king played the same five notes but nobody played them like him like he got his essence to shine through yeah. but it wasn't mm. like he knew all the notes or he played the most notes it was very limited hendrix too hendrix very like kind of within a box blues player with with his own with his own uh you know magic creativity that no one did before but the the fundamentals are very good i'm mm. a big fan of fundamentals oh yeah yeah no now so then you can shine mm. you got us excited because sean at least can hold a rhythm he can like just i can we can i, I need to show him the two chords but once i show him the two chords he's like how about this <laughs> well i i find it um at, at this stage and i don't know like if i got really advanced if it'd be like this but like at this stage i find it very easy to write songs like it, it just i'm like oh Okay, cool. I know these these things. Like, here's what would sound right with those. Like, it seems it seems obvious because they're they're easy chords. I don't know. Like, we're 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 learning. But uh, yeah, I love the feeling of writing a song. I really like. It feels. Ooh, man, I could see how that you would want to devote a few lifetimes to that. Maybe. Oh yeah, at least. Whoa. And yeah. right now. Your limitations are your strength because if you knew too much, you wouldn't know what to do. You're like, what key should I make it in? What should I put for the yeah. bridge? But if you only know two chords, you're like, well, this is what's for dinner. These two chords. Yeah, Let's man. see if I can shine through with just the two chords. Exactly. There's this guy, like, there's a guy I saw on NPR Tiny Desk Concerts whose name was like Brushy One String or something, and he literally just has one string. Yeah, that yeah. I saw that. One note, and then for the chorus, it's a different note. But it's like, oh shit, he figured out one string, yeah. a guitar, and it's interesting. Have you ever uh, looked into the work of Bobby McFerrin? Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, Don't worry, be happy was one of the first records I had. I had oh, you uh, had that? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I had, I had um, Yo Yo Ma and Bobby McFerrin. They yeah. do Flight of the Bumblebee, and uh, Pop was gonna buy you a brand new bag or something. Apparently, Yo Yo gonna... Ma never had um, improvised before he met Bobby McFerrin. Bobby McFerrin was the one that really pulled that out of him and encouraged. Oh him yeah, because Yo Yo Ma's. Yo-Yo Ma's father would have beat his ass if he improvised, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. 
Uh, but look up, I mean, for anyone listening to this, you've probably already seen it. But like, look up Bobby McFerrin on YouTube. There's a seven-minute clip of him in a stadium of people, mm. a sta- an outdoor stadium, and he just has With a, a looper pedal. He doesn't even, I don't even know if he has it. He's he has just, pl- he's just like, <laughs> yeah. And he gets everyone singing along with him. He's not saying anything. There's no thing. lyrics. There's, yeah. yeah, I think he says one Root. thing. He it, tells people to stop clapping. He says, stop a- clapping. That's yeah. the only thing he ever says in the whole thing because everyone starts trying to clap along. He's like, no, nah, just everyone's saying. But, um, yeah. Straight magic. I love that one. Magic. Yeah, I think it's the one where he's wearing like a red shirt, yeah. I think, and he's got the dreadlocks. Yep. Yeah. And there's another one where he does a TED Talk and he's he's jumping, like he goes, ba, ba, ba. And then like he jumps without singing the fifth time and the audience finishes it. He's like, oh, interesting. Like whether oh. you're a musician or not, everybody knows what comes next in that pentatonic like it's engraved in us and Mm. everywhere I go in the world no matter how sophisticated they are like human beings at the root level understand that and Mm. that was a cool I I love the the ultra masters because they're they like make it so simple Mm. like one step below ultra master you're like too complicated it's too like and then if you get to the upper upper top it's like all right Here's what kindergarten is, and then they're like, "Oh man!" <laughs> Wait, what, so what are you calling them? Ultra masters? Is he an ultra master? Bobby McFerrin for sure. Mm. Bobby McFerrin, yeah, ultra master. Like Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix, yeah, ascended master. Mm. Yeah, Eddie Hazel. Eddie Hazel, another ascended master. Dean Ween. Guitar, guitar dames and things. Mm-hmm. What is it? Dean Fuck, that's one of my favorites. Guitar dames and strange oh, things. Yeah, what is dude. It? Yeah, California Dreamin's, uh, uh, So Goes the Story, mm. What About It, Zappa, uh, Frank Zappa. You guys should get this quarantine to get into Frank Zappa. Dude, that's so all. funny. That's so <laughs> fucking funny that you're saying that. Yeah, that's like, oh, we've been listening to. We, yeah, we, we, I've been stashing away Frank Zappa songs. Like We're like, fuck it, we're going to play Mario Kart for two hours. And God bless these girls for putting up with this, but I'll just put on Frank Zappa. <laughs> like, I don't know anything. I don't know any Frank Zappa, so it's just... I'm like, cool, this resonates. I don't know that much about this, but I could tell it's the type of thing that is already warming its way into me where I'm going to end up loving every song, even stuff that's not oh, resonating yeah. right now. Yeah, what are some that listens. resonate? Um, oh, I'll tell you right now. I'll, I have my computer in front of me. <laughs> I'll tell you a couple. Yeah, half of it is the music. The other half is the man, like just him in interviews. He was such a character. Oh, we like, got to watch an interview. He's such an individual. There's, there's a compilation of nine hours of, of Frank and there's even someone made a documentary called eat that question and it's literally just clips of Zappa there's no talking heads Mm. there's no uh, question like there's no narrator saying what he did it's just clips of him in interviews in his own words and they made a good documentary out of it mm. i'll check that oh out. yeah so what are, what are the tracks um i'm i i love this song uh inca roads oh inca roads is so complex you know that one Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Inca Roads, I'm loving. Uh, Montana is a great song off the album. Going to be a Sensation. dental floss tycoon. Yeah, dude. Oh, you know your shit. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I was loving one called Zoot Allures. I'm riding a small, tiny horse. He's a good horse. Nanook rubs it. That's a great one. Stinkfoot. Oh, you got to listen to all of Apostrophe because that's part of apostrophe is the concept album where 
uh, Nanook is the the Eskimo that is going through that journey, and I think Nanook rubs it as like track number four. Oh, okay. Wow. See, I'm I'm getting these completely out of order, but you know, peaches. Oh and no, regalia. it's good. You know that oh, one. Oh, peaches and regalia is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's do, one that was. Do 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 how did you get into Frank Zappa, man? Because it, it is like a definitely My friend showed it to me. I played in bands in high school, and we would always share music with each other. And my friend showed me The Muffin Man. Dude, and that's one of these songs. It, <laughs> yeah. I love that song. And I thought it was like kind of a just... At first, you kind of put him in the category of Weird Al, and you're like, oh, he makes goofy songs. And then I think when I was working on some... I don't know what it was, but I, I wanted to listen to full records somehow i stumbled upon apostrophe and i remember listening to that non-stop also green day's american idiot that was when i discovered it oh, which yes. american idiot was a great <laughs> album yeah like not the the title track album. who cares but the rest of it like the 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 ballot not ballot stuff you know the longer operatic shit that they would do with it i, I thought that was a great green day record yeah but i remember listening to those two back to back then i discovered uh, overnight sensation, then hot rats, then, then from there it was just it was over. Mm, yeah, I got to get into hot rats. I don't have one. Oh, I have I have Willie the Pimp on here is the only one. For, I have I have from Hot Rats. Oh, Willie the Pimp is good. Yeah, but I mean I only have twelve songs on my Frank Zappa playlist right now. That's I'm still very happy with that. It's just started, so you know I'm loving it. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's weird how music can do this, and maybe some people who haven't experienced this might not believe it, but like it will expand your consciousness. Like getting into the Grateful Dead and allowing that to just fucking wash over me every day. It's been good for my soul. It's like something I needed to experience on this pass through. So maybe yeah, it'll be the same. I don't know. <laughs> Um, cool. Imagine, well, imagine being, imagine being Bob Weir's biological father, I and then just one day, <laughs> like, what's the the story is like his 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 other son. He's like, do you know anyone by the name of Bob Weir? And he's like, the only one I know that plays guitar for the Grateful I Dead. Know. And then it's like, oh, it's his son. Well, I'm not asking for money or anything. Just want to be your friend. Yeah, mm. dude. We're and, friends and like, now. God, imagine like just being friends with Bob Weir. That would be so cool. Oh yeah, what a, he's an intense like just the his eyes like the intensity there. You can see it when he was young, yeah. and it's still there when he's older. And I just imagine the like the I, I don't know what John Mayer was like, or I don't really know what Bob Weir was like. But in my head, I have this version of him kind of telling him how it is, like yeah. mm-hmm. like him s- saying that like yeah, I, I had that life too. I was the young hot guitar yeah. player right. dude, like you know doing that. But here's how it really just is. stay away from and, my daughter. Pretty yeah. much, like Bob Weir has a hot daughter, and you know John Mayer's hanging around, and God knows what the fuck's gonna happen well, there. <laughs> Ramin, have you seen um, the one on Amazon, the like the six Grateful part doc? documentary no. series? Should oh. I do that next? Yeah, Dude. definitely. Oh, What's that called? A long strange trip. Long strange trip. Okay, I'll. Try you'll that. be a fan yeah. after that. If you're not like Deadhead, you'll watch that and be like, oh yeah, this is like it, it just it ties into everything we've been talking about, and um, it tells their story really well. This is a side story, but have you seen Sunshine Makers? Oh, that's that's so familiar. Is that documentary about LSD? Yeah, that's definitely no. another one to watch. Um, no, I haven't seen that one. It's it's or, really good. it's about Orange Sunshine, right? Yeah. That one batch that doesn't exist it's anymore, about, like, and it was like Nick the Sands best and... batch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I haven't seen that, but I will. 
Mm. Put them on the list, and I'm gonna watch. We're gonna watch that Miles Davis. Yeah. What other? What else? What else is anything else we should watch? Five. What was the thing? Five freedoms. Five freedoms. Oh, the five shapes of freedom. Yeah. Mm. We're gonna watch for the guitar. We're gonna watch some of that. And then Dweezil Zappa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Which which Dweezil is so different from Frank, but he has very much been like a good. uh, like he he's carried on his legacy in terms of recreating performances, but he's not the he's not the tapped in to source creator yeah. that his his father was. Because I mean, how can you be? Mm. Like Fuck that's man. you've got to have that. He's still young too. On. Give him some time. Jeez. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe he just hasn't done it yet. But uh, you know who really captures the Frank Zappa essence? I feel like better than anyone. Um, the Frank Zappa hologram. that's fucking awesome (laughs) oh man um and uh just you know we're trying to wrap things up i guess but uh he remains the first person that fucking no he's the second person tell us we're in 60 now who was the first noah no gabriel um oh who's gabriel is he an angel oh dude oh my god i want you to talk to gabriel eventually he's he's yeah definitely listen our we did one two we just recorded our second podcast with him that we got off the phone with him like the second before we got on with you we recorded this crazy oh cool i'll check him out once you put it out (laughs) he's Mm -hmm. crazy um but yeah he he told us in the last podcast we did with him that because we were like hey tell us about the fifth dimension because we think we're getting um we think we're getting reminders from the universe that we're there and he was like, no, that's not where it's at. We're like, we're in the sixth dimension. We're going to the sixth dimension. So you also back that up. I don't know if you realize yeah. that. But, yeah. And we'll see how it plays out. Like, I'm just, I like to just put it on record now. And yeah. then we get to look back and be like, oh, he was saying 62. Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn, man. This has been a damn pleasure for me every time. Likewise, man. I oh, love you yeah. guys. This has oh, been a, a, a big Thank treat. You. And Carrie, it's been so nice to meet you. And you are you're very lucky because I love these two. <laughs> they're, they're very they're great. very lucky they're too. Great. But I I can't actually say that yet because I don't know you as well. So I know that they're lucky. <laughs> oh, but I but I know that you're lucky. So <laughs> oh, uh, I'm very lucky. We'll very all hang out. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we should definitely get some whippets and hang yeah. out together. <laughs> yeah. When the world comes back in whatever form it does. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Group hug. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Rainbow Brain Skull. <laughs> Check them out. We love you, Ramin. See you Thanks. soon. Nice meeting love you. Too. Peace and love. So long. So long. Bye. Adios. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. All right. Wow. Nice. We're moving and grooving, doing Skype podcasts. Yo, I think we might have to put this out visually. Oh, look, you know, we're ending exactly at the moment. Everyone's about to start clapping outside for New York. Yeah, I can already see the little girl across the way. Let's see if we can pick it up on the mic. Let's do it. Open up the windows. Yeah, crack crack that window. Uh, This is a special New York moment that happens every day where, I don't know, maybe it happens everywhere. Everyone starts clapping. Did they hear our podcast or what is this about? <laughs> Great job, guys. <laughs> no, this is everybody cheering for the uh, 
the people on the front lines of this battle. Mm-hmm. And so here in New York, it's especially difficult. 455 people died yesterday. We're here in the heat of it. We're in the heart of it. Send your prayers and check out Ramin's work. It is truly inspiring. Be one of those people that reposts his stuff in your story all the time. Oh, yeah, and buy his T-shirts and books and Support anything you can get your hands on. It's uh, incredible. Peace and love. <laughs>